You can either work in the business or you can work on the business. They have the knowledge and skill to be successful. Yesterday is gone and tomorrow has yet to come. Dive all in on the next chapter of your life. Welcome to the ProServe Podcast, a podcast for leaders of thriving boutique professional services firms. For those that are not familiar with us, we are Collective 54, which is the first mastermind community focused entirely on the unique needs of scaling professional services firms. My name is Greg Alexander. I'm the founder, and I'll be your host today. And on this episode, we're going to talk about running your firm on data and the importance of having a 360-degree view of your business. Many of our members are struggling with this. We're creating more and more data because we're all using a ton of SaaS tools. But unfortunately, sometimes they're not well connected and we wind up one day with a mess. So we're going to try to talk about that a little bit. And we have a great role model with us, Aaron Clymer. And in my opinion, Aaron is a unique individual in that his background has solved this problem for many, many years, and uh, he is a kind of data warehousing expert, if you will. So we're lucky to have him. So Aaron, it's good to see you. Thanks for being here. And would you introduce yourself and your firm, please? Yeah, thanks, Greg. It's great to be here too with you. Thanks for inviting me to the podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm Aaron Clymer, founder and CEO of Data Climber. Uh, we are a company that helps helps our clients, mid-sized clients, usually some small size as well, um, solve that problem of not being able to make decisions quickly based on data. So just being able to have all their data at their fingertips to answer all of their questions quickly. We do that by implementing modern cloud data systems, uh, which uh, entails a series of vendor solutions that we put together to work in concert um, to enable this, this capability. And the idea is to have self-service um, analytics at everybody's uh, fingertips in the organization. Okay. So let's talk about the realities of our community. So I'll describe a use case, and then you can kind of take us through data warehousing one-on-one, -on -one, if you will. So it's very common for our members to be running a lot of their business off of spreadsheets. Um, the financials is typically QuickBooks. They usually don't have a PSA tool installed. Some might have some type of CRM tool, HubSpot, Salesforce, something along those lines. Um, they all have kind of a, I don't know, advanced use of Microsoft tools, you know, some shared drives, things of that nature. And they're very frustrated by this. I mean, like I'll ask the question, which are your most profitable clients? And their answer is a guess. Or if they answer definitively, I double click on the answer and the underlying process upon which they calculated profitability probably wasn't accurate. And when I say, you know, why are you running your firm this way? They say, well, you know, I'm just overwhelmed by this. I don't know what to do. And I can't truly get a 360 degree view of my business. One additional wrinkle that I'll throw into the mix is many of them often use fractional resources. So a fractional CFO or a fractional technology, MSP, something along those lines. And those firms have their own systems that they need to get access to data to. So if that's the starting point, and I hate to be so grim, but let's start there. <laughs> if that is the starting point, you know, how, how do I get myself out of this mess? Yeah, yeah. And believe me, I've been there <laughs> as I've grown the, com the company myself, of course. Um, 
you know, it, it uh, just takes a little bit of um, education on, you know, some of the solutions that are out there and, and ways to do it. Uh, it, you know, the good news, it's night and day, much, much easier to relative to 10 years ago, let's say even five years ago. Um, the other thing I like is that most of the, the tooling out there that we use is, um, you know, the pricing is based on usage to a large extent. So if you're not, if you're a small company and not using much, you know, your bill isn't, isn't so big. And as you grow, you, you scale and, you know, costs follow you as you grow. So that's kind of a nice model, even for a small business. Um, but at a really high level, there's three components to getting this done. Um, you know, you're running your company. All of us are running our companies, like you said, on multiple SaaS tools. I'm probably running on at least 15. Hmm. And uh, you, you can't analyze data from one system to another system very rapidly right now if you don't have a data warehouse. So um, you need to get a data warehouse. And that's a central place where you're going to put all this data and be able to then get answers quickly and, and join it together in, in, um, in ways that make sense for your business. So you get a data warehouse. Uh, to do that, you have to uh, build some data pipes that pipe data into that data warehouse. And then you'll need some sort of data visualization exploration tool uh, that allows you to easily interface with this data, ask questions. You don't have to be technical at all to use these tools. That's the beauty of it. And any business user with just a little bit of training should be able to ask at least some of the simple questions, like you said, like profitability of, of clients. So those are the three pieces, a data warehouse, some piping to get data in, um, and then a visualization tool to be able to, to ask questions. Okay. So in professional services has a, had a long history of owners asking their employees to enter data. It could be timesheets. It could be forecasting sales opportunities, any number of things. And the employees absolutely hate doing it because it's non-billable administrative time. So they either don't do it or they pencil whip it, so to speak, and it's garbage in, garbage out issue. So I guess, what are your thoughts on that and, and how you get employees motivated and compliant with entering data into a centralized data warehouse? Are you referring to data that can't be, you know, gotten from any other means? Or is this a sort of duplication effort of data that already exists? Well, I mean, the most obvious one is timesheets. So in professional services, people bill for their time. So they have to issue timesheets internally. That's the way that many firms are run, and they don't want to track their time. That's just one example of many. But So they either don't do it, so therefore there's no pipe, there's no data to go to the data warehouse, or they do it and it's sporadic or inaccurate, and then this data warehouse is populated with junk. Got it. Yeah. Oh, well, first of all, in that case, I highly recommend going ahead and buying some technology to, to solve that problem if you can. You know, uh, they're not, they're affordable and they're accurate. And then you have all of this wonderful data to then calculate in the case of time tracking, that's critical or calculating some KPIs that we all want to look at, like utilization, for instance. Right. right. So to get that right and to get it, to be able to look at utilization every day, if you'd like to trend it over any time frame you want to, you know, sliced by any number of employees you want to, or, you know, th there's lots of ways to look at utilization. And if you have all that in a time tracking tool um, and you get that into your data warehouse, you know, it's, it's just uh, it's effortless almost to then start, start analyzing your utilization and seeing trends. Okay. And this data warehouse that sits, I guess, in between all of these disconnected SaaS tools, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, let me extend the example just to make okay. it clear why why you need a data warehouse versus the SaaS tool itself. So first of all, you could calculate utilization in your SaaS, you know, time tracking tool, right? And all these tools come with some sort of analytics. But 
99% of the time, those analytic capabilities are actually not great. They're really hard to understand and they're not intuitive. They're very limited. Um, you can't just calculate any KPI you want often, or you, you might want not be able to calculate it in the way you want to calculate it using your formula. Um, so that's one thing, getting it into a data warehouse and then having a tool where you can calculate anything and you, you know do anything with your data is one thing. But even more importantly is that, let's say you want to create a customer or a client dashboard for all of your clients and just look at you know everything you want to see in a nutshell with a client. Well, utilization will be obviously one KPI you probably want to put on there and maybe some more information, maybe average hourly rate might come out of your time cards as well. Um, but as soon as you need information from your CRM system, about what industry is that client in? Mm. Um, you know, other firmographics, uh, other, uh, how many statements of work have you had with that client? What's the history of that? That's in your CRM, right? Mm. So that's somewhere else. And so uh, it takes, you know, having it all together and showing it on a single dashboard, which you can do once you have the data from both those systems in your data warehouse, that's where you get the real power. You can start just adding, you know, all of your data. And that's how you get that quote 360 degree view of your client in this case. Mm. That is a good uh, visual for us to think about that. When you mention these affordable, easy-to-use data warehousing solutions, any particular applications you recommend our community to check out? Yeah, yeah. So that's another thing I love about being in services is I feel like we can just pick and choose the best technology out there and go with those those vendors. And we can honestly come to our clients and say, Look, we're going to choose the best in class technology for you in your circumstance for your you know for your use cases um we uh have chosen to partner with snowflake and databricks are two two nice ones snowflake's really leading the pack um they've really just exploded in the last five years across the market and, and pretty much any any company looking at a data warehouse these days will know of snowflake um, because they've become so popular and that's because they've really solved i mean it was a it was um um a huge leap forward in innovation when they came on the scene. When I was doing data warehousing 10 years ago at Salesforce on an antiquated Oracle data warehouse that um, frankly was kind of a nightmare to maintain and there's all sorts of limitations. Um, and that wasn't that long ago, right? But five, five, four or three years ago, all of a sudden Snowflake came along and they solved all of the technical headaches with doing data warehousing. So now you just focus on your business. Like scaling is indefinite, compute is indefinite. You know, you don't run out of resources. So you can throw as little or as many people on top of the system and you know it'll run fine and so you could just focus on okay what data do you want what are your kpis what you know what sort of stuff do you need to analyze what kind of questions are you asking um and it just moves forward so snowflake data bricks and then uh there are a lot of popular bi tools that a lot of the listeners probably already using today to some extent like maybe tableau um power bi is extremely cost effective at first so microsoft can really get you with their BI tool. That's their, um, their analytics tool. Um, but there's some really nice, modern, um, very cutting edge, full cloud, which we would always recommend tools like Sigma computing. Um, they have a spreadsheet interface BI tool. So if you know how to use a spreadsheet, you know, the interface is familiar, but yet you could be querying, you know, billion or multi-million row tables under the covers and it just works just fine. Um, and actually, they, and I'm not, not, we're not promoting them at all necessarily, but just last week they came out with this amazing feature I've never seen in any BI tool in my entire career. And that is get back to your original question, entering data. You know, mm -hmm. all these BI tools for decades have been read only. They're they're just to consume your data and visualize it and you know look for look for interesting information that you can then action on. 
Well, there's always use cases where you want to enter data. I mean, sales forecasting is a very typical one, right? You may want to see your sales trends for the past two years monthly, and then you want to enter your forecast for the next two quarters, you know, next six six months maybe. Well, you can never do that in one tool with a BI tool, but but Sigma Computing it just recently made that available as a feature. Mm-hmm. So you can literally be looking at your spreadsheet with your report and then just type in your predictions and it'll save that back in your data warehouse and then you can analyze all that together. So I think that's actually revolutionary. And it just shows how this, this space is becoming more and more something that drives your company and you operate your company on top of this data rather than just internal reporting and analytics. What would you say to a member that's listening to this right now and saying, I get it, you know, I, I wish I was there. I'm growing at 30% a year. I've got bigger problems. And I can just limp by on my kind of bootstrapped approach to data. What would you say to that that person? You know, I'd start with uh, just just try to add up the cost of all the time you spend doing that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and start to get an essentially uh, an idea of how much this is costing you. Um, I think that you'll find that um, it's worth the effort to try to migrate, if not now, soon, um, because it just adds up quickly. And as you get to a certain size, um, you, then you realize you have a pretty big problem on your hands, and it's even more costly to get off of these manual processes down the road. Um, so it's it's easy to get started. These tools are you can install it in a day and get going. You know, I'm not saying it takes a day because it takes months to do it to to really do it right. But the technology is simple. It's more just the methodology and the, the approach that um, most uh, most founders will need help with. You know, and at the time of this recording, which is April 2023, you know, we're all kind of awestruck by the power of artificial intelligence, in particular, chat GPT. Maybe share with us where you think the future of all this is going and how AI might play a role for us. Yeah, that's that's a super fascinating. I've been thinking a lot about that. Um, I'm actually going to speak at a couple conferences this year with the title of AI, how AI is impacting um, data in my world. And um, it'll probably change dramatically between now and three months when I'm giving the talk, right? <laughs> but um, but what I've what I've seen is that um, you know, chat things like ChatGPT are of course super helpful and impactful. Right now, they can do a lot to help um, uh, our data engineers actually just check some check some code, actually figure out how to do some complicated things with code if they don't know how to do it right away. Um, the probably the biggest challenge though with AI in general and data is that. Um, Data, just like maybe it's analogous to human language, but data um, needs to be very specific. And so often these models, these LLM models like ChatGPT won't get it right. And if they can't get it right, even, I mean, 100% of the time, you don't want to rely on that for your business necessarily, right? Um, So there's going to be, it's going to be a while before all of this stuff can be fully uh, automated with AI. But AI now is doing some really helpful things. It, it's dramatically speeding up the time to mm-hmm. implement some of these systems because it can give you a first cut yeah. of what it would suggest for like a data model or how you'd want to organize all this stuff. And then you go through there and you make sure it's, you know, it's, you dot your I's and cross your T's and make sure it's all correct. Then you deploy it to the business. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's expediting some things. Yeah. And my take is it's just going to continue to get better and better. So some of the things we talked about today, which would be the building blocks for something like that, I mean, that should be creating urgency in all of us to get going on having, you know, better data, running our business on data, because the advancements that are coming are going to be exponential. 
All right. Well, listen, I'm really looking forward to our upcoming Friday Q&A session with the members. You know, I've got like 100 more questions I want to ask you, but we try to keep these things tight to 15 minutes or so. So for those that are are listening to this, members in particular, I encourage you to um, register for that event when it gets scheduled with Aaron and you can ask your questions directly. But uh, until then, Aaron, I just wanted to thank you for being here on behalf of the members. We learned a lot today. We're very lucky to have you in the community. This is an important thing for all of us to get correct. So thanks for giving us your wisdom today. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Great to talk to you. Okay. All right. And uh, a couple of calls to action for listeners. Um, If you are interested in meeting great people like Aaron, consider joining Collective 54. You can find that on our website. Fill out a contact us form and a rep will get in contact with you. Um, If you want more content, maybe not ready to join, consider subscribing to Collective 54 Insights. There you'll get three things every week, a blog on Monday, a podcast, I'm sorry, a video on Wednesday, and a chart of the week, speaking of data, on Fridays. And uh, if you want to get more long-form content, check out our book, The Boutique, How to Start, Scale, and Sell a Professional Services Firm. You can find that on Amazon. But thanks for listening today, and until next time, we wish you the best of luck as you try to grow, scale, and someday exit your boutique pro-serve firm.